We are back with another one. This is Who's This Podcast for a very special episode. My name is Nate, by the way, if you didn't know. Um, very special episode. I'm going to try something new. As we've been talking about the last few weeks, figuring out what this podcast will be, I am in a state of flux. It's called Who This Podcast for for a reason. That means I can do whatever I want. There, there are no binds. There is nothing constraining me to talk about anything or talk about whatever I want. That's every pod, but I'm, you know, it's a, it's primarily a movie podcast, but we talk about sports, we talk about music. Today, we will talk about some TV because I will do my first ever, first time on this podcast, watch along with you all. I want to do Master None, episode one, season two. Um, It's on Netflix, so, but, but we're going to get to all of that and how that's going to work and everything in a few minutes. First, I want to talk to you about the movie I watched yesterday. On a whim, I rewatched Reservoir Dogs. I'm not gonna spend too long on this, um, but you know, it, it, it's a wonderful movie. Maybe my third favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. I love it dearly. If you don't know what Reservoir Dogs is, uh, basically, it's Quentin Tarantino's first movie about diamond thieves who planned heisted with jewelry store goes terribly wrong. Stars Harvey Cartel, Tim Roth, Chris Penn, Steve Buscemi. Quentin Tarantino is in it as well. Lawrence Tierney, Michael Madsen, Edward, Ed Bunker, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, came out in 1992, took the world by, not the world, but it, it made a buzz in the movie world. Got his name out there, got him recognized, and that's what he was going for. And he never looked back because the next movie, two years later, I think, was Pulp Fiction. So Reservoir Dolls was a starting point for all of that. And it's just a wonderful movie. It's behind Jackie Brown. I th- it might be on par with Jackie Brown. It's like 1A, 1B. But Once Upon a Time was my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie ever. Then Jackie Brown and Reservoir Dogs are fighting it out right underneath there. Um, absolutely wonderful movie. Harvey Keitel does so much in this movie. But on the rewatch, it was Michael Madsen who stuck out. And I was like, man, I do not remember him being this good. I haven't seen this movie in a while. So it's very interesting to see him again in this um he jumps out the screen and he probably should have been way bigger than he was. I know he made some, some, uh, some less than choices of the movies he was in during this time. But I mean, after this movie and after that success, but QT always got him a job for all of his movies. And that was nice. Um, but he should have been a big star. He had it, you know, I definitely could have seen him being, a um, what's the guy rock Hudson or, you know, um, what's the other guy who died early? Who's the guy in Cool Hand Luke? I can't even think of his name. Every time I get in front of this mic, everything just goes blank. And I know this guy. Um, oh, that was Paul Newman. Why do I feel like that was somebody else? Who am I thinking of? It's not Rock Hudson. Even though that does work. Was it um, not Dean Martin? I cannot think of this guy's name. He was in that same time period as the Rock Hudson's and all of that. Um, not Marlon Brando, maybe Brando, but whatever. Michael Madison stood out to me on this watch. The Kamau story wasn't as annoying as last time because to me that was always the least, uh, the worst part of this movie to me. The the Kamau story, just like Pulp Fiction, is the watch story. I just don't care. This one, I actually like the Kamau story. And, uh, you know, it, it was nice. It wasn't as long as I thought. But them in the warehouse with Bashimi and Cartel and Roth and all of those guys and Chris Penn, who's great in this, um, 
absolutely great. And he's playing it high too. He's going all over the place. Like, but I think it works so well. Like, I can't imagine anybody else in that role. And Lawrence Tierney as um J- Cool Joe or Joe, whatever his name is, he's great. And I heard in another podcast that somebody said he wasn't good at all. And I think he's really good in this movie. Ed Bunker, I would have liked to see more of. He was in the only one scene. That guy was an actual bank robber in jail, I think. So, you know, he's playing a real life role. But yeah, man, I just, I appreciate that movie so much. It's so much fun. You just dive in. It's only an hour and a half, I think. So it's not long at all. Um, I like a lot of Tarantino's moves. Um, I he cut a lot, and I don't think I noticed that in the first watch either. A lot of edits, but not. But you know, he has some. He's doing some things with the camera. It has some flavor. It's not completely monotone direction or anything like that. But um, I was expecting more long takes and you know more interesting stuff. And like I said, he has certain flares where he moved the camera. I think of the one with Cartel and Bashimi uh, pointing guns at each other and moves back and matching doesn't move but the frame shows him standing there cool stuff like that or walking in the foreground to the background or, or the long shot all the way out to the car Matthew gets the oil and brings it in it's some flares there it's really good but you know a lot more traditional coverage than i thought and you know i thought that was very interesting too um as audacious and you know innovative as he is in terms of his storytelling uh, at least back then well actually his whole career his direction hasn't been that crazy in terms of you know hasn't been that audacious or inventive but it works though you know it, you know i mean compared to today it's doing a lot so you know i can't even be mad at him but uh yeah reservoir dogs is wonderful um i would implore anybody to go see it if you haven't and um real quick because most of this episode is going to be the watch along a master or none. I want to talk about football real quick. My Packers lost game one. Uh, was it 23 to seven? The score should have been worse, but it wasn't. And that's endearing. And I think that says a lot about us. Uh, I'm not worried at all. Aaron didn't have a great game. If you remember last year, if you watch football last year, week one, we lost to the Saints 38 to three. And everybody said, the sky's falling, this is over. Aaron went on to only lose three other games that season and win MVP. So, could that happen again? Maybe. But I do think once the wide receivers get it together, because we have a lot of young ones, and they get on the same page, and our offensive line guys get back, and we start to get on the same page. Because, I mean, honestly, preseason, you don't, you're not even playing starters really that much. And that can go with any team. So you can't overreact to week one in the good or the bad. I mean, Kansas City looks like they're ready to win it all. And that could not be an overreaction. That could just be the truth. Uh, and it very well might be because they look like a world on machine. But they played the Cardinals, and they're going to be a mess this year. Absolutely going to be a mess. Um, So so you can't overreact to anything you saw. And I'm not going to overreact. Uh, Minnesota's a good team. I don't think they're as good as people think they're going to be. And we're still going to win the NFC North. That's obvious. And Aaron could have another MVP-like season unless Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes have something to say about it. But any anybody other than that, I can't see it. But, you know, I had to talk about it. Week one, we did lose. But um, I guarantee we beat the Bears Sunday night because we literally own them. We own them as a franchise. Uh, any Bears fans watching, listening to this, uh, yeah, you're welcome for being owned by one of the greatest franchises in all of sports history. So you're welcome. But, um, yeah, we're going to bounce back. And we'll talk about week two next Wednesday. Tomorrow night is the Thursday night game. 
I think it's the Chiefs and the Chargers. That's going to be fire. And I got the Chiefs winning that one. So, but we'll see. But yeah. Um, okay. We're about to get into it in one second. All right. We're back. Now let's let's get this pulled up. Okay. So we're going to go to Netflix. We're going to go to Master of None, Season 2, Episode 1, called The Thief. I'll read you a little quick introduction. While studying pasta making in Italy, Dev makes a serendipitous connection on his birthday, only to have his plans upended by a thief. I am of the belief you don't need to watch the first season to know this episode. Of course, it will add more context, but I think this episode is good enough in terms of context that you won't need it. And I think it's just a great episode in terms of direction and you know, it's beautiful cinematography in black and white, and it's set in Italy, and it, it's very reminiscent of the uh, old 1940s and 50s movies at the time, the Bicycle Thieves and movies of that ilk. Bicycle Thieves being Bicycle Thief or Thief. Now I got to look this up, too, because I just don't want to get anything wrong. Bicycle Thieves, 1948, uh, by Vittoria De Sica, uh, a neorealist Italian, you know movie some consider the best movie of all time i have not seen it but i want to but dev is clearly inspired by this era of movie making and filmmaking and this is kind of you know his rendition or take on that movie and that era in general in film and that's why i want to watch it because i think it's beautiful and i think that we all could you know i think it could be a fun time so what we're gonna do is we're gonna press play on play season two episode one on netflix and then we're gonna stop it at the beginning so we can all be synced up together, right? Okay, I'm at zero, 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 zero. I'm going to count down. And then anybody watching, if you want to do this at home, I'm going to be talking over this whole episode. It's about 30 minutes long. And then we'll be done with the episode. All right, I think I'm going to start doing this. I'm starting incorporating this more and more. Mostly TV. I don't know about movies. That's kind of long. If you want to watch a movie, that'd be cool. Uh, I would love to do that be crazy if I pick something like Seven Samurai, three and a half hours long, and start that for the first movie. That'd be a mess. Uh, me recording for four hours would be a mess. But, um, okay, we're on zero, zero. I'm going to count it down, and we're going to start. I'm going to give you, um, we'll get to the 11-minute mark, and then I'll count it down. I think that's a good way to start. So at 10, I got about five seconds, I'm going to start counting down. All right, here we go. Master Learn, watch along. Five, four, three, two one press play now netflix booting up start off with the bells tolling the netflix original series master of none aziz ansari is wonderful he's a wonderful comedian um even wonderful even better as a director i think as this show went on you can tell his direction got stronger and stronger this is when i really noticed it he created this show with alan yang i think um and others um the third season veered off from the story of Dev, who was a play by Aziz Ansari. Um, and it wasn't the best to me. It was good, but I wanted to see them. Uh, kind of like with Atlanta. I really loved the season three of Atlanta, but I did want to see more of the main characters. And they're doing that for the final season four of Atlanta. We can definitely watch some Atlanta. I'm not against that at all. But yeah, I love this show. And I hope that they kind of get back to the roots in season four. If there will be a season four, it might not even be there. But we see Dev in the bed and a pan shot 
uh, this beautiful black and white cinematography, those bills that the open the thief. Then you have the bicycle thieves, eight and a half, Lenote, La Dolce Vita, all on Criterion, Amakua, Laventura. So it's telling you what is inspiring this episode. Um, I love those are Criterion too. Shout out to the Criterion collection. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I noticed that the first watch. All those movies, I saw the Bicycle Thief, Thieves. I didn't see Eight and a Half and La Note and and La Dolce Vita, La Ventura. He's very much inspired by Italian cinema. You can tell. Um, beautiful episode too, by the way. I don't know if you can hear it. I turned it up just a little bit so I can hear it. I got subtitles on, but I wanted to hear it myself. Drops the clock out the window. Look at this shot. Look at that master shot of him out the window um, with the wide of Italy. Him riding the bike. Very much Bicycle Thieves inspired. But like I said, all of those movies that he had on his on his book, on his night shelf were there. All inspiring his kind of uh, cinematic, you know, picture and vision. He loves Italian movies, you can tell. There's beautiful shots, too. I love how he composes these shots. Um, in the coffee shop, and that's an old-school coffee shop, too, you can tell. I don't like coffee, but I might love to get it there, you know what I'm saying? Hope y'all are watching along, because if you're not, then this is this is pretty bad. But, I mean, you know, maybe me talking about it and you're not watching it, it'll make you want to go watch it. Cause I do think it's a great show. If you never heard of Master or None, it's a wonderful show. Um, and season two took it to another level. Season one was great. Season two different. So he's getting messages from his ex says that. So, so like I'm saying, you won't need to watch the last of the show, the first season to understand this episode, um, because it's telling you everything you need to know in case you don't remember or you haven't rewatched. Um, but he's thinking about messaging or emailing his ex. Um, so he's, he didn't do it. And he's going into an, uh, a pasta making shop and the jump cuts of the pasta and the eggs um, the old school way my wife loves doing it like this it's very dirty but it's rewarding and she loves pasta herself so I guess I'm going to take her to Italy at some point and do a pasta making class and it'll be for me it won't be for her because she already knows how So, but I know she'll enjoy it I made pizza though when I worked at Nukes it's kind of the same thing right I mean, I had to roll it out. I used flour and everything. My pizza was fire. The manager there said, you know, you don't get out on time in terms of like closing. You're the worst. You're the slowest close we've ever had. But your pizza looks the closest to the actual picture of them in our little uh, menu. So, and I was like, yeah, so you will need me, basically. I'll, I'll never be without here. That's why y'all came to my apartment on a Sunday when I wasn't supposed to work and picked me up to work a shift on my off day when I didn't have a rack my brother had the car that's how much they needed me on that pizza line because I you know I'm a great chef the Italian runs in my blood like carbs so Dev is talking to his friend Francesca um, and the older lady who's teaching him how to make pasta in the pasta place the pasta place he works Um, yeah, I'm just getting into it. I'm just watching it now. I hope y'all are watching. I really do because it, it would be unfortunate if I just stopped talking. Um, 
probably better with the camera on. But then, I mean, you can't see it because I don't, I don't want to get this taken down. I don't think I can actually show you. But um, Mateo Godardez is outside. I guess it's a big-time soccer player. Yes. Uh, that's the grandson of the grandmother who's teaching him how to do the uh, make the pasta. And he's taking the little boy outside to take the picture with the guy. And Francesca is Dev's friend who he will eventually, I won't say nothing. But but you'll see what happens with them too. We might if we go through this whole season. I might just rewatch this whole season with y'all. I love it that much. got the picture with the little boy and now Dev sitting there with his friend uh, with his friends and Francesca and two other friends and they're going over some Italian clearly see the influence Um, Dev loves this those kind of movies in this area but he's putting his spin on it his his comedic spin on it And Francesca has a fiance or boyfriend named Pino. That'll be important for later. And Dev just told him that it's his birthday and nobody knew. And he wants to spend it by himself. And his friends would have liked to know so they could do something with him. That makes sense, though. But, you know, some people don't want to do stuff for their birthday. You know, I just turned 26 August. Um... Most I wanted to do was get stuff to make film and maybe eat a nice dinner. I'm not trying to go out. I'm not trying to go party. I did enough of that. I had like a one or two year window where I did enough of that and I was done for good. And I'm done. You know, didn't drink till I was 21. Got it out of my system. I'm straight. The next four years until I'm 30 is going to be about trying to get up trying to and get up on I me mean, get up like off the couch out the bed i mean get up like get up in life you know i'm trying to get my stuff off the ground I'm trying to get these films going I'm trying to get y'all to see my passion and you know my artistic creations can't do that if i'm partying or thing, you know what i'm saying i'd rather just stay in the crib and watch movies i try to watch movies but then i turn it off because i feel like i'm gonna fall asleep and it don't be the movie's fault it'd be my fault Okay, so Dev left his friends. I think they're gonna try to meet up with him later for his birthday. He's on a bike with a jacket. One thing I noticed about this, I need to wear more pants. I feel like such a goof going out in public with no pants on because there was a time when everybody wore pants. Everybody wore suits too, or you know, just some type of blazer jacket. I go out short with a pocket tee and some shorts on, and some Nike socks and some slides. So Dev's walking into a bakery shop and he sees. A woman named Sarah, I believe, who's struggling to speak with the owner about her reservation of bread or whatever. And Deb is offered to translate because he saw her and, you know, he wants to help. So she made a reservation for one, but for next month. So they don't have the table today. So they're struggling. She's struggling. He's letting her know what happened. She's bummed. She took a three hour train to get there. Where she came from? Well, Italy, probably, you know, she she has a, a British accent. Probably not that far away, right? 
I will look it up, but I don't want to miss this episode. I love this episode. Um, and therefore, I think this is a place that Deb was going to eat, you know, for his birthday. He had the reservation for one. So I think he's going to ask her. Yep. He's about to ask her. <laughs> he used Alora again. That's his favorite Italian word. It means well. I would love to take Italian. I took um, a lot of French and one year of Latin in high school. And in college, I took French. I would love to take Italian. I think it's absolutely beautiful. I love to take French is the best language, but I think Italian is French is the most beautiful language. I think Italian is beautiful as well. Oh, that's like take some German too. Um, and Dave said, "Do you want to eat with me? Because I have a reservation." And uh, she's like, "I don't know about that. I don't know you." And he's like, "Come on, let's just eat. What are you gonna do? Wander around here?" He said, "Come on, let's eat together." We're two minorities sitting at the same table because she's a black Brit and he's Indian. So she said, why not? So now they're going to go eat. And this track is shot through this store. This tight store, I don't know how they did this. It's very tight. Uh, A lot of turns and angles and not a large place at all. A lot of movement. But that's why I love this show. It was clearly inspired by a lot of the cinema that, honestly, that cinema is still made. But, man, Americans used to take from other places in cinema and use it. And now, how often is there a tracking shot that that's actually good and for a reason other than just being there, you know? And how often is there a tracking shot at all? Like, they haven't cut yet. I'm a big fan of the long take. I like the long takes. The long take shows a mastery of your craft that you need and to actually have the lighting good and to have everything down. So they're eating now. They just got the menu cut to some pasta that they're eating and they love it as they're starting to get to know each other. Um, Still this beautiful black and white cinematography. I actually think about, I would love the next episode too when they go to Tuscany, I think, for uh, somebody's wedding. Arnold's, Dev has a friend named Arnold. Arnold's uh, ex is getting married and they go to the um, wedding and he's dealing with past regret and life. I love that episode too. This whole season was absolutely stupendous. So they're getting to know each other. Dev's talking about how quiet and peaceful it is out here as opposed to New York. Um, and that's great because I, I feel I like the peace I can't wait till I get me a house up in the mountains you know away from it all now they're talking about Under the Tuscan Sun I haven't seen it uh, but it has Diane Lane and now he's comparing Under the Tuscan Sun to Unfaithful and how it's the opposite of that where I guess she gets cheated on and under the Tuscan sun, but she cheated on somebody and unfaithful movies are weird like that, but I love that. Cause that's, it's a crazy coincidence. Is it not crazy coincidence?
So like, she was cheated on as well. And they're talking about a beat documentary. Caught her Ellen Page. She wouldn't be called that now. It was Elliot. I'm still calling her Ellen Page. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm going to use the name that her parents gave her. Um, now Deb is showing her his British showing her his British accent she said his accent is terrible Now they're riding bikes to the city. Somebody has a Land Rover in Italy and it's fire. I don't know what about it is on the street that's so great. And why do these places look like they never age? These are literally the old cities. Um, everything over here is so modern. And, you know, Paris is modern. London is modern. You go to places like Tuscany and, you know, wherever this is. And these places, you know, like they're... They don't move for a hundred years, and it's something so beautiful about it. So now they're walking and talking, talking about some history. After they ride the bikes, um, sitting down drinking wine, they were getting to know each other, and it's beautiful. I mean, the shots. And now she's getting a taxi because she's finna head back. And I think this is where they're trying to make a move. She asked him, "What is it up to this weekend?" So apparently they got an Airbnb house in Puglia, her and her friends, and she's offering him to hang out. That means there's just, you know, they like each other. Puglia, Italy. I just looked it up. Apulia. Southern region forming the heel of Italy's boot is known for its whitewash hill towns. Centuries old farmland and hundreds of kilometers of Mediterranean coastline. Capital Bari is a vibrant porting university town, while Lecce is known as Florence of the South for its Baroque architecture. Puglia. And I think they want to kiss because Dev is like, kind of want to kiss you, but he'll wait to Puglia. And he left his jacket while they were sitting down. They walked off, and now somebody's still in his phone. In his pocket, as you can see in the background, coming to frame. And he don't have a name. I mean, he has a name, but not a phone number. And the guy dropped on a bike and is running away. And Dev's not going to catch him because he looks out of shape. And he stole the phone. How would he ever contact the girl? And the boy is worried about his photo with Mateo Godard is the soccer player. Think about Aziz Ansari was doing Parks and Rec and a few years later he was doing this. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. So now they're talking to the um, to the security camera. He turned off the find your iPhone. 
because international data. See, that's why you just got to pay it, man. Because you never think that you're going to need uh find your iPhone until you literally need to find your iPhone. And then what are you going to do if it's turned off? You could have found it when it jumped on board and stole it. Now you don't have an iPhone. And now you don't have a way to find an iPhone. And this sucks. Because what do you do? And why is the security guard wearing like a something of a diaper? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So he's going to take Mario, the little boy of the grandma who's teaching him how to do the chef stuff and uh, the pasta stuff, rather. And they're going to go look for him. Barrio Vito, whatever it's called. So now they're going around, look, going to ask people. Have they seen a guy? Did anybody sell him a phone today? I think it's a pawn shop. Yeah. Again, I'm talking. I'm watching it, but I'm trying to talk and have a stream of consciousness as well. This is interesting. This is interesting. I kind of like this. Seen this episode a few times, but you know, you catch stuff when you rewatch stuff. I'm never a big rewatch person. That's why watching Reservoir Dogs again was kind of interesting. Because I just don't really do that. I'll do it if I really love a movie. Like, I've seen Uncut Gems like twice, three times maybe. For the most part, I watch a movie once. If I love it, watch it twice. And then that's it. Oh, man, did y'all. I'm still watching an episode. I hope you guys are following along. It's Master Nine Season 2, Episode 1 called The Thief. But did you guys see the Babylon trailer that dropped yesterday? Babylon is my most anticipated movie of the year by Damien Chazelle starring uh, uh, what's that guy's name? I'm not going to disrespect him because he's the main character. It's not Margot Robbie and it's not Brad Pitt. It's not Gene Smart. And it's not Tobey Maguire. It's that dude. And he's a first-timer for this era or for America. Diego Calva is playing Manny Torres. That trailer, man. I didn't know if I thought it was going to feel like that. Um, felt a little... Three hours? It felt a little bit more, you know... Um, had a bit more of a comedic edge than I thought, but, but you know, I still think it's going to be ambitious. It's going to be big. He said it's his biggest thing he's ever made. I believe him, and I think it'll be tragic at parts. I do think it'll have some humor, but it's going to be dark. Um, and that trailer had titties out and everything, so they're going for it. They think that's a real Oscar play, and I think it is, too. I think it'll be nominated for, like, a bunch of things. If it's not too funny, it can't be too funny, though. But uh, okay, Dev think he's found the guy with the phone. He says that's him, and so they're trying to borrow somebody else's phone. Um, to 
take a picture of him or something. But the guy saying his phone is low on better. Oh, they're trying to call the police. So Dev and the boy runs off to chase the guy, make sure he doesn't leave without giving the phone back. But he has the other guy's phone in his hand, so he forgets to give the guy back his phone, so they're calling him a thief and chasing him. He said, how how dare you accuse me of this? And his mother comes out the window and says, leave my son alone. He didn't steal a thing. He's saying absolutely that the guy's a thief in the police area now. And they said, come, can he search? And his mother is saying, search the house. I don't know if I'll let you search my house. If I if I believe you ain't doing that, I don't know. You could plant some. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, too, I'm too skeptical. I believe in conspiracy theories. The police did not find anything. And the mother is bringing out dinner. I like the old school Italian houses, man. Like I said, it looked like nothing ages. Like it's the same for a long time. And it looks sturdy and it looks like it'll never break. And the food looks really good being served in an old place. It breathes different, you know. So she brings out a pot. The police takes the the uh the top off and it's some sauce. Probably some spaghetti. She said Do you want to taste. Police officer is not interested in his phone. He does not care. He's not that interested. I mean he said he looked and he couldn't find it. So, you know. What else can you do at that point, you know? So they leave and they're sitting outside. There's nothing else they can do. They've looked. And very reminiscent of Bicycle Thieves. You can see the influence a mile away. I get it, though, because like I said at the beginning, all of those movies in there on this on his little table, all the criterions, all of those old school classics. Um, it shapes his cinematic kind of flavor. Even in the first season, you could feel it. Um. But you can definitely feel it this season. Especially even with some of the names, like this one called The Thief. Reminiscent. Taking a page from Bicycle Thief. So he leaves the boy because they can't find it. Francesca gives him a gift for his birthday. Some lasagna. Because, you know, he, he, he loves his pastas. That's why he went there in the first place. But you'll know that if we ever do season one. Or if you go back and watch season one, which I recommend you do, because it's that great. This whole show. Third season's good, too. Just too different for my effect or my taste. 
Dev is trying to be cool, but he can't be because he met a girl that he won't get to see. Uh, said he hasn't met, had a connection with this, anyone like that in a long time. Even though Francesca's right there in his face. But like I said, who knows where they go. Francesca makes the case that what if that girl was just trying to kidnap him in Puglia? One of the people that put people in the basement. I mean, that's true. You never know. And now they have a cake for Dev singing him happy birthday. And they said, let's do it in Italian. A te, tati aguri, a te. That's more or less the same. I just like everybody dressed up, man, and with the suit jackets, with the little pocket uh, square. Dev's always dressed up. That's one thing about this show. The fire costume. He always got a jacket on. Always got some nice taper slacks. Uh, I have a button down. I have a polo. And this one, he's showing a the chest there. He's a cool guy. And he looks right out of an old movie like that. Like, did that one shot, if you're watching, where it comes from the back of the frame to the front, all the way up to the camera, and one take. I just love stuff like that. Thought he saw Sarah was riding over to her, but it was not. <sighs> and he's distraught. Now he's back in his room, searching up anything he can. Sarah Finance, New York. Because he didn't even get a last name. He got nothing. How do you get nothing? And this is the this is that sad part about uh you know about movies and such right now. I'm not movies, but life, you know. We got all this way we got all these ways to find people and then we just can't find them. If you don't get the right information, they're gone forever, but you knew them. Yeah. And then it goes back to his um to his ex to the email he never responded to and he responds because you know it's it's what he knows he can't find the one he wants right now so you go back to what you know and that's it that's the thief is it the thief yep that's the thief So that wasn't too bad, right? I actually enjoyed it. I always, you know, like I said, I love this show. The next episode is La Noze, where his buddy Arnold stops by on his way to a wedding to explore Modena with his little bud, Dev, but he hasn't told Dev the whole truth about his trip. That's season two, episode two, La Noze. I think that means the wedding. I'm going to look it up because I'm not too fluent on my, on my Italiano, the marriage the marriage not the wedding the no it's, no it is the wedding yeah uh yeah so we could do that one i'm not against it we can do every episode in this season it's 10 episodes so that'd be 10 10 episodes of this but i hope you enjoyed that um absolutely love that episode i think it's a great um episode of television i think this show is amazing especially this season season two this season two of succession 
season two of Atlanta. I don't know why season two is the mark. Like you get past the first season, which is always great or good in most cases. The season two takes it up to a whole nother level. And I feel like that happened with a lot of my favorite shows. Another show I love is Love. We could do some rewatches on that. And Glow, another show I love that is canceled. Mindhunter, I wouldn't be mad to do that. Atlanta, Succession, I love. You know, Billions, which I like a lot. I don't know about Love, but I do like it a lot. But, you know, that's all I got, man. I um, hope y'all enjoyed the watch along. Hope it opened you to hope it opened you up to something else. And you know, um, I, I like this. I, I I think we'll do this more when I don't have much to talk about. Uh, Tiff is over. I think Venice is definitely over. Telluride is over. New York Film Festival will begin soon. So the the festivals are going on as we speak. I think Tiff is still going on for a few more days. Babylon trailer dropped. So we're gonna be ramping up in these movies this weekend let me see what's coming out real quick before we go you know i gotta do that gotta see what's coming out. i might go downtown to watch a movie this week you know i'm feeling frisky feel like it's gonna be a nice weekend you know all right let me go to my local amc see what's dropping not not today but saturday september 17th got all movies barbarian is making waves it's number one movie in the country i think Top Gun Maverick is still there. Why? Don't know. Bullet Train. The Invitation is still out. Jaws. Go see Jaws in theaters if you can. I promise you, you won't regret it. Moon is Dream. It's in IMAX. I might go see this this weekend. And you get up to 25% off if you go at 1210 or 340. I might go see this. Can I convince my wife to see a documentary in theaters in IMAX? I might be able to. That movie looks fantastic. Pearl is out. I do want to see that. I enjoyed X earlier this year. That was one of my favorite movies at the beginning of this year. Gotta see that. The Woman King is out. Dang, it's a lot of stuff out. Dang. God's Country is out. Yeah. See how they run. I know that is. Confess Fletch. John Hamm, what are you doing with your career, man? You gotta stop this. Uh, Canelo versus Triple G in theaters. Actually, we kind of want to see that in the theater. That's kind of crazy. I'll be the most raucous movie go ever if I can go see that. And Disney Pixar's Cars for $5. So this is a packed weekend. Um, Everything might not be able to get seen, but I'm going to try to see stuff. I might see Moonish Dream. I know one song by David Boyd, that's Heroes, and I absolutely love that song. It was at the end of Jojo Rabbit. So I appreciate Jojo Rabbit for uh, showing that song to me. Don't know nothing else about him, but that trailer gets me every time, just from the visuals alone. So that might be something I have to I have to look into. Besides that, Woman King, I think my wife probably gonna want to see that one. So I'll see that with her. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, what was the other one? I just was on there. Now I can't even think about what it was. God's Country. Eh, I don't want to see that that much. Uh, Pearl, that's the one. Yeah, I kind of got to see that. Um, so yeah, we'll see about all of that, but I do appreciate all of you being here with me. I hope you enjoyed the watch along. I hope you, um, have a great rest of your week and, uh, you know, go see some movies in theaters next week. Probably have some reviews for you. Might do another watch along. I don't know. Y'all know I come up with this stuff on the fly. We never know for certain what it's going to be. Oh, also before we go, rest in peace to John Luke Goddard. Um, rest in peace to the queen 
Hey, rest in peace to PMB Rock. You know, all different. Some less tragic than others because John Lugadar was older. The Queen was very old. PMB Rock was tragic. And hey, rest in peace to all three of them. Uh, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Peace out to all of you. See you next time.